Facebook, not Facebook, Periscope, DLive, then Facebook, hey, hey, whoa, do my eyes deceive me? Am I back on YouTube? Wow. Whoa. The Hake Report is live now on YouTube. Nice. That's an interesting development. I guess it's been, has it been seven days already? I don't know. Or did the, did YouTube kind of finally come to their senses? I don't know. I am James Hake, everybody. This is the Hake Report. It is 9.04 a.m. U.S. Pacific Daylight Time. And I'm streaming live on Facebook, Periscope, DLive, YouTube, and of course Twitch, I believe. And the uh, live audio feed, courtesy of Jesse Lee Peterson and Talk Stream Live. Right on. Appreciate that. Thank you guys for the subscriptions, and I will be getting I will be getting to your calls. 888-775-3773. I do want to talk about the more because I talked I mentioned it yesterday at the end of my show about this Omaha, Nebraska bar owner who offed himself. What a shame. He shouldn't have done that. He was a Marine veteran. Iraq War veteran. I don't know if he had PTSD. Suppo- reportedly, he had um, PTSD being post-traumatic stress disorder. And other things going on. The lynch mob was after him. False, just making up stuff. It's crazy. Commies will do that. They really will. And blacks. Uh, and I'm going to touch on this 1619 project. I have more about this Hannah Nicole, Nicole Hannah Jones female. And of course, the, uh, I may touch on that mass shooting that I talked about briefly, although I don't have much new information about it, that took place over in Louisville at a, at a bar owned by a former cop, a retired cop. But anyway, let's get on with the show. Right on. One, two, three, four. Oh. This is the Hake Report. I will be getting to your calls. But right off the bat, I want to cover this case that I mentioned in Hake News at the end of hour one of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today and towards the tail end of my show yesterday. Jake Gardner, 38-year-old Iraq War Marine Corps veteran, committed suicide over in uh, Hillsboro, Oregon. I've been to Hillsboro before, visited friends who lived at one point in Portland area, or maybe they lived in Hillsboro. Hillsboro. But um, he was in he was in Omaha, Nebraska, two businesses he owned. Enterprising young man. Well, not that young, 38. That's right right in there though. Had a supposedly had traumatic brain injuries from his time in the war, Iraq war. Thank you, I guess, Bush. Um, not sure whether we were supposed to or not. 
Uh, and he should not have committed suicide, but he was, he had a lot coming for him. I, he totally shouldn't have done it. He could have, he would have been fine. He would have been fine. They were after him. They wanted blood. They, the smear mob was indeed smearing him. They do not care about the truth at all. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get to some of the stuff and some of the people that they were, they were just smearing the guy falsely. So I, I gave this information to you guys already, but on Sunday he killed himself. Back on May 30th, he shot this black dude, James Skurlock, who was a known rioter. He had been seeing breaking a bunch of stuff. And this guy, this guy, Jake Gardner, white man, long hair, <laughs> Trump supporter, by the way. He, uh, his favorite band, 311, said that the black dude who attacked him, his attacker, was killed pro- while protesting. Killed protesting. Such lies. And they accused this guy of, of bigotry and hatred and racism. They are part of the hatred and, and uh, racism and bigotry. <laughs> Just blaming the victim. It's unbelievable. But yet it's actually predictable. And they linked the GoFundMe. This is his favorite band, I guess. I don't know if it was his real favorite, but he had paraphernalia from this group. It's a 90s band. It came out in 88, and they, I think they're still around. <laughs> 311. They linked the GoFundMe for this black criminal suspect who was caught on video and observed rioting, destroying people's property, and jumping on this innocent man, attacking him after the mob had already attacked his father. And they had attacked his, you know, thrown a pole through his bar. He thought that, bar window, he thought that it was a, uh, he thought that it was a, um, gunshot that w- came through his window. Because you, you can imagine a pole going through your window. It makes a loud noise. So I have some pictures of uh, what 311 said, but first, and I have some details on this disgusting, I guess she's white, female, bisexual, single mother, so-called state senator, 33, 34 years old, who tweeted, basically celebrating his death, and then later she looks like she's trying to clean it up and act like she's sad about it. And talking about mental health and depression and suicide and I'm sorry for the victim and the victim's killer's family. Stupid. Evil woman. And she accused this guy of be- being in communication with, uh, with ex- hate groups. <laughs> White supremacist groups. Yeah, right. I have a clip for you guys from... January 2017, I think it was the 22nd or the 21st, the day of the Women's March, the day after the inauguration of President Donald J. Trump, when he was first, when he first became president. The Women's March, you know, the people with the white, no, not the white, the pink beanies with 
what looks like cat ears and they call them pussy hats? Women's March. Women's March for abortion and hating Trump. And he was out there wearing his Trump either vest or jacket thing. He had been a volunteer for the Trump campaign. This is Jake Gardner a few years ago. And listen to this and compare it with what you're told by the sleazy politicians and so-called officials and special prosecutor that you probably heard on the Jesse Lee Peterson show claiming that this guy was an extremist, had wanted to commit terrorist attacks and wanted to kill people. Listen to this. It might be loud or it might be quiet. I think it might be loud. So can you just tell us your name and where you're from, sir? My name is Jake Gardner. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And then, Jake, uh, what brings you to, to D.C.? I'm here for the inauguration. Okay, I understand you were a volunteer for the Trump yeah, campaign? Yeah, I was a volunteer for the Trump campaign in Nebraska, California, and Michigan. Okay, and um, what do you think about what's going on here today with the Women's March? Uh, you know, these people just want to be heard, and it's, it's a very appropriate venue, a very appropriate Watch weekend right with all eyes on them, so, I mean... It is what it is. It's it's kind of crazy being in the belly of the beast here with my, my Trump gear and my Make America Great vest on my dog, you know, and uh, all the dirty looks. Everybody loves the dog until they read the vest, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but, Trump you know, pants. everybody just wants to be heard. And so that's what they're doing. They're not being violent. There's not, there's not even that issue with this group. Do you think they're justified in some of their criticisms of the new president? I do. I mean, I... I Everyone's justified in their criticisms. Uh, you can't tell anybody what they're entitled to feel on any level, you know. And if somebody feels that this is something that's going to get in their way, I, I, I could see the the women's rights argument against uh, the the conservative right with Mike Pence being the vice presidential choice. You know, Donald Trump is a very left-leaning social kind of guy. You know, he may be a conservative with government and be shrinking the government and have a lot of plans. Uh, on that on that front, uh, on the conservative side, but socially, he's, he's as libertarian, as libertine, leaning as it goes, I think. And so, uh, I think a lot of their criticisms are, they're going to be proven wrong, but they certainly have the right to speak their mind. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. That guy is too nice. Too nice. Totally nice guy. I'm seeing you guys in the comments. I agree with Nigerian Prince 420. And I don't know if he knows what justified means. <laughs> because when these people are, you know, smearing Trump and Pence, they're not justified in what they're doing. Uh, they are, I guess he's, I think from what he, the context of what he was saying, he was just saying that, that they have the right to their dumb opinions. <laughs> he didn't call them dumb. I don't even know if he thought that they were dumb. But he was a very peaceable guy. By the way, Omaha World Herald reports that the attacker, the guy who was on him, attacking him, was found to have methamphetamine and cocaine in his urine, not even his blood. So he may not have been high at the time, but he was into that stuff. Not surprising. Look at the criminal suspect. And look at what somebody said about the criminal suspect. Just an awful... James Skurlock. 
And some social media post reads, This is James, the young man that was shot and killed tonight. I guess this was posted the night of the thing, May 30th, or shortly after. Then tonight by the Hive owner, the Hive being the bar, and actually it's a concert venue, 311 had performed there. Jake Gardner, they know, they better know that the black community is not letting this SH bleep slide. James died trying to protect himself from Jake. Jake taunted these kids and went to the sidewalk to confront them with a gun, instigating the situation, and murdered this black man, blah, 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 blah. And it goes on, and you can't really... I googled it. I, I googled it. Yes, I'm supposed to use either... Not even DuckDuckGo anymore. I'm supposed to use start.page, I think. But I keep forgetting. <laughs> but I couldn't find the original post. But... This guy was not instigating. They attacked his bar. They attacked his father. You could say, oh, it's not wise to um, defend your bar. He was not even the property owner. And the property owners evicted him. After that, Omaha World Herald contacted the property owners of the two locations, the next door to each other, that he owned. I think he owned the Gatsby and... Well, the, these businesses he owned, the property he rented, and the hive. And they evicted him. So imagine getting, having the COVID shutdowns. Oh, and the excuses that they gave, he was behind on rent. Or he was behind on payments, late on payments. Yeah, right, that's not why. They were getting, they admitted that they were getting threats at that location. And maybe they, you know, they have the right to evict the guy to protect their location. Jesse Lee Peterson himself was kicked off of a radio show because the station didn't want to stand by him because blacks were calling into the radio station threatening to blow it up. And so they said, oh, we love you, but we can't can't work with you. But this backstabbing property owner, um, they said that he was behind on payments. Who isn't behind on payments? I'm wondering, you know? I wonder if he really was. But was he behind on payments because of COVID? You know, there was a whole lot of stuff getting shut down. I imagine that Omaha, if it was liberal enough to have this crazy of a riot, that they probably were liberal enough to shut down the guy's business unjustly. It's funny, too, because in another city, I told you guys about where they had this shutdown, but there, the numbers were extremely low for bars and restaurants over in, I think, Nashville, in the lower Broadway area, where they have the honky-tonk bars and country music stuff. There's low COVID numbers, you know, the Chinese communist virus, that the communists here in this country, the enemies of America, exploit to shut down stuff. Reminds me of... Um, Climate change. They exploit fear mongering and panic mongering to just do a power grab and destroy the country, destroy your freedom, so that they can tear down and rebuild and swoop in and pretend to save you with their, you know, stupid socialism stuff. Very dishonest people. So this guy says, oh, he was instigating. When James Skurlock jumped on him and was uh, choking him out, according to all reports and video evidence. 
and he fired behind him. I think he fired a couple of warning shots even. But he fired behind him and hit this guy in the clavicle. It's the collarbone. And this guy died of his injuries in the hospital. And then 311 goes, oh, I know a former fan of, of ours committed this senseless act of violence. Such traitors. Where's your loyalty to your fans, let alone to what's right? No loyalty to what's right. No courage. That's, what, that's another reason that I appreciate President Trump, because even though he's, like, in this mainstream world and he lived... 70 years of a mainstream life. And even to this, to this day, he's pretty uh, mainstream in his thinking. By mainstream, I mean, like, pretty much going along with the culture. To this day! <laughs> that's, that's President Trump. He just, he just is. And yet, he's an independent-minded person. He's a man of courage, standing on when he sees that th- things are not right, that they're wrong. I love that. I don't love 311. Well, I should, right? I shouldn't hate, but it's uh, it's crazy. This guy, Nick Hexum, 40-something-year-old man, saying, I stand for unity. I cannot remain silent. This is the, the uh, lead singer of this dumb band, 311. I cannot and do not condone racism. Then you shouldn't be supporting Black Lives Matter, dummy. Uh, in our country today, continues to rob people and their families of their futures because of the color of their skin. That's literally what's happened to this James Gardner guy. Because he's white, he's guilty. They see white, they say, guilty. <laughs> it's kind of like what I was joking about with my friends, you know. You see a black guy, you go, Guilty. But we're just joking around. <laughs> and now they become what they hate. They, you know, they claim that that's what happened to them, and now they're doing it to the whites. Guilty. Today I was made aware that Jake Gardner, a man who owns a bar that has 311 memorabilia, shot and killed an unarmed black man. Unarmed black man, yeah. <laughs> Talk about a caricature of the situation. It just shows you that it doesn't tell you the whole story when they say, oh, shot an unarmed black man. You can bet... That there's more to the story. He was on him, he was choking him out. And uh, he was foolhardy hardy to run, knowingly run after a man who was armed. This sickens me and the love and unity I have towards my entire life has been associated with a senseless act of violence. Senseless act of violence. Skurlock is the one with the senseless act of violence. I am confused and horrified. My deepest sympathy goes out to the family of James Skurlock, as if he has a family. I doubt it. I doubt he had a real family. Because a man who had a real family would most likely not end up jumping on the back of a, an armed, decent citizen who is protecting his business and his father. Right? Hashtag F racism. I forgot to bleep, to black, blank that out. Sorry, kids. <laughs> Uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter, which is a hate uh, phrase, as you know. Hashtag no justice, no peace. And yeah, they don't want justice and they don't want peace. And 311 says, our hearts are breaking. 311 being his band, right? Our hearts are breaking for a young man named James Skurlock who was killed protesting last night. Yeah, killed while protesting. Following the brutal death of George Floyd. (laughs) 
<laughs> just feeding into that propaganda. I, I wonder if it was written by their PR team, right? They're a big enough group that they probably have this dumb PR guy. Uh, we do not stand for bigotry or prejudice of any kind. Then why have prejudice against this case? Liars? Peace, love, unity, and respect. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, right. This hatred needs to stop, and we need to stand up and work together to end it. Go fund me for James Scurlock, and they share the link. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Sick. Very sick people. If you watched Tucker Carlson last night on Fox News, he shared this tweet from this evil woman who was part of the lynch mob, who was a state senator. I mentioned her already, but there was this fat, light-skinned black guy, State Senator Justin Wayne, who may have been, I can't really tell, the criminal's family's attorney, um, Justin Wayne, State Senator, and he might have been the family's attorney. I don't know. Light-skinned, fat black guy. Look at that guy. Can you even imagine taking this guy seriously? But what happened to Nebraska? I thought Nebraska was fairly, like, you know, you would think of Nebraska as being kind of conservative. But, I mean, I know that Omaha has a heavy black population. But I didn't know that the blacks are that degenerate back over there, too. I would think that they would be a little bit, I don't know, down to earth or something. Nope. But there's this Megan Hunt woman who touted herself before she was elected, as a, something like a 32-year-old, single mother, bisexual. And I guess she's a white woman? I don't know. I don't know. But she's, you know, very light-skinned, probably not black, probably not Hispanic. But I don't know if she was like a Christian, a white Christian woman who strayed severely, or just a brainwashed atheist or Jewish type of a woman. State Senator Megan Hunt, her tweets were absolutely ridiculous. She tweeted, Jake Gardner is gone, but the white supremacist attitudes, this was uh, just the other day she tweeted this, the white supremacist attitudes that emboldened him are still with us today. And she goes on for like six tweets or more. And she quote tweeted it. When she said that, she was quote tweeting, in a stunning development, Jake Gardner, this was from Omaha World Herald, which is a left uh, outlet, a far left local outlet, I, I dare say. The white bar owner indicted in the killing of 22-year-old black man and they capitalized black like dumb kiss-ups. Uh, during protests, meaning riots, down in downtown Omaha, has been found dead near Portland, Oregon, which is, you know, in the west, way over west. He said, the indictment of Jake Gardner would never have happened without the community, the people who stood up for justice and demanded action from city officials. That's not justice, what they were standing up for. That is a lynch mob. A lying lynch mob. And she said there will not be justice for James Skurlock. He got justice that same night. He got justice that same night. I'm reading for other tweets that 
she she tweeted out a whole thread. I didn't screenshot them all for you guys, so uh, don't look for it. But I have them linked. I have the top tweet linked, and I will post it on the my blog post, thehagreport.com, for this show, today's show. There will not be justice for James Scurlock, she writes. But we can lay the groundwork. This was Sunday, she wrote. We can lay the groundwork for a most... A more just future by fighting white supremacy and racism in our own communities. Healing ourselves of white supremacy is so difficult and takes so long because it requires us to confront ourselves. (laughs) This is a bisexual woman, single mother, who is encouraging us to confront ourselves. (laughs) Isn't that rich? And accusing this guy with zero evidence. And it just is reminiscent of this 1619 Project project uh, author, if you want to call her that. Nicole Hannah, whatever her name was. Who says, oh, my work is to make us take a hard look at ourselves or something like that. Or confront our own hypocrisy. No, she's not. These people are such... Silly liars. You know how Jesse Lee Peterson says, know yourself, get to know yourself, pray, be quiet, observe yourself, observe life. These people are are the cheapest imitation of that that you can imagine. You know what I mean? But dummies fall for them and vote for these people and and give them awards. (laughs) That black woman, she got a uh, Pulitzer Prize just this year. (laughs) <laughs> so anyway, May- Senator Megan Hunt, she's into her, she's really into her, this, her, uh, title. Imagine if Jesse Lee Peterson said, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, on his, on his, uh, Twitter, um, profile name. Because he just puts Jesse Lee Peterson. Call me Jesse. He corrects people when, <laughs> just to show you the contrast between the ego of females and it's funny because females accuse males of having the big ego. But it's the females. Senator Megan Hunt. Yeah, she kind of acts black, but she's, I think she's just a normal white woman or maybe uh, European Jewish or whatever. But she goes, for white supremacy to be persistently rejected, it first needs to be unlearned. Sometimes over and over. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. We wish unlearning racism could be as simple as denouncing a white hood, a burnt cross, vile language. But we have to address where white supremacy begins, not just where it ends. White supremacist groups, listen to this, including ones Jacob Gardner was in communication with, rely only on you, rely on you thinking that none of this is a big deal so they can organize their support. Excuse me. They have been successful. White supremacist violence now makes up the majority of domestic terror in the U.S. Which, you know, the FBI are lying liberals, right? And they, I think they, I don't know if they said that or if that was just a draft made up by, uh, you know, a fake in the FBI. But the FBI, even the officials at the very top, are a bunch of liberals. And even President Trump can't weed all that, all that swamp out. At least not in one fell swoop. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But they, she made that claim based on lies from the government that lies to us. We must recognize the real crisis of suicide and depression. Here she goes with the lip service towards this guy's uh, suicide. 
apparent suicide. We must recognize the real crisis of suicide and depression that touches people who experience all kinds of trauma. Because this guy had uh, war traumas, apparently. He needed the Jesse Lee Peterson show or the silent prayer or something. Uh, suicide is not, listen to her, she, her, more lies from this woman. Suicide is not cowardly or selfish. Yes, it is. That's me saying that. That's not her. She says, dying by suicide is never the easy way out. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> it's not the right way out. She said, the language we use to talk about suicide and depression is so important. We need leaders to grow mental health services and decrease stigma around treatment. So she's a liberal, in case you didn't know already. So that those of us, she says, us who live with mental illness, so I guess she's including herself in the, among those who live with mental illness, can be supported in crisis. I am sad for the family of James Skurlock's killer. She won't even name the dude. She won't even hashtag say his name. <laughs> I am sad for the referring to the actual victim, right? The actual victim in the in the uh, self-defense shooting, right? He was the vic. Thankfully, he uh, had a gun, but he was not a victim of suicide. He committed suicide against himself. Um, I am sad for the family of James. Justice will not be served. Juan Pablo Quayjar says this is despicable, referring to her whole. Dumb tweet. But that is a um, Nebraska state senator, and there's another male, big guy. Looks like he's, you know, pretty young, actually. Even though weight can eight can make you look older than you are, he still looks pretty young. Uh, the dynamic duo of Omaha, Nebraska. Sick people. And his attorneys, he had a couple of attorneys... One of them was angry that, or probably both of them, angry that they couldn't defend this guy because they knew that he was innocent. But just imagine, you lose your job, your COVID shutdowns, your business is hurting. You have these probably, I don't know if he had physical brain injuries or if it was uh, more just simply PTSD. He thought he was like in a war again, according to what his lawyers claim. With this crazy riot situation, a terror attack, leftist terror attack on the country, honestly. <laughs> Raju, Raju Laser, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right, over on Twitch says, no clearer case, as in no clearer case of self-defense than this one. He could have had Nick as a lawyer and still gotten off, <laughs> referring to Jesse Lee Peterson's producer. Not that Nick would be an incompetent lawyer, but just FYI, he could have had Nick as a lawyer and gotten off. Yeah. He was a Marine. Suicide is never the right thing unless something, something, says Garan Bear. I think even then, Garan Bear, it's not the right thing, I don't think. Uh uh, yeah, look at me, guys, over on YouTube. Isn't that beautiful? Hey, let me turn on my, uh, let me go to my live dashboard. That's cool. I'm all pumped. Who knows what's going to happen with YouTube? Uh, some people are urging me to just let it go. No, I think I'll, um, 
I say we stay here and fight it out, as the line goes. Peter from Periscope gave a diamond and asks, Hey, did you go on the trip to Israel with Jesse? I don't think that I was even going to bond. I did not. I did not go. I've never been to Israel. I've been to Heidelberg, Germany, Salzburg, Austria, London, England, Cambridge, England, Canada, and Catalina. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really been, uh, I don't have never even been to Mexico. But, yeah, uh, I didn't know, I wasn't familiar with Bond at that time. And I don't know if I would have gone. I don't like to have to get shots when, you, when I go overseas. Like, oh, do I have to get shots? Noah's Ark Kansas gave a diamond. Appreciate that. Thank you to Jesse Lee Peterson for hosting the show. Appreciate that. Thanks for letting me ha- have your studio and your um, audio engineers. Actually, board operators. Holla. Hey. <laughs> what a mess, huh? What a mess. Is there anything else that I wanted to m- mention? Oh, you know what? I had falsely stated, or basically, yes, I had falsely stated that this Don Klein guy, Douglas County attorney in Omaha, Nebraska, outside whose home I believe the Black Lives Matter idiots protested, threateningly, menacingly, so called protested. It's really a misnomer to call it that. Terrorized him without, uh, without explicit violence. Jesse Lee Peterson show, I don't believe it will be back until, uh, YouTube reinstates him, uh, late October. October 21st, I guess, is the day it comes back, or the day that, the last day of the ban of streaming. Save the date, guys. We'll see what happens. Uh, so I falsely stated that he was intimidated into, uh appointing a grand jury or calling for a grand jury and appointing this far-left, radical, evil, black, so-called special prosecutor. And, you know, people were just mocking this special prosecutor situation, by the way. Who, he was on video, you can watch it on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, saying... Oh, we found his Facebook messages and texts or something like that. And we can't share with you what it is. And that's supposed to change the situation that this was a clear case of self-defense? No. These people, that just shows you how corrupt people are. And uh, Nick says, unless he said, I'm going out to kill tonight. And even then, it's... It's just talk. It's freedom of speech. And it's private and it had nothing to do with this situation. Skrlock jumped him and was choking him out. And these people are merciless. Look at what they're doing to this guy. Or, you know, they're, I mean, they're celebrating his death. It's disgusting. Um, but after Klein found that the shooting was justifiable self-defense and showed the evidence to the people, he uh, changed his mind after consulting with elected officials who represent predominantly black neighborhoods. He asked for a grand jury and a special prosecutor, which ended up being that black radical special prosecutor, Frederick or Fred Franklin. 
but it was not appointed by him. That so-called special prosecutor was not appointed by him. It was appointed by presiding Douglas County District Judge Shelley Stratman. And boy, is she a grandstander. That's a female judge over there in that area. Oh my gosh. And you know, people have said, oh, you, she, people have looked her up and said, she only gave 30 days to someone who, who cut a woman's throat in one case, right? And I don't know the, the situation with that. But what's more revealing about this woman, to me, is that this headline from less than a year ago. Judge tells convicted killer, this is from KETV, I, you know, I googled her. And I'm sorry, I should be using start page with the Brave browser. (laughs) I remind that to you guys because I want to, you know, promote what's people who are or companies or browsers that are for a little bit more for freedom and less anti-American as Google is evil. Judge tells convicted killer, you have no soul. What business does any judge have telling anyone whether they have a soul? This woman, female judges, man. Well, actually, I've heard liberal male judges. There was this black male judge who told... That guy who's a total patriot, nationalist, was in the Trump campaign, was the national security advisor, good guy, by all accounts, General Michael Flynn. This black judge, liberal, maybe, if, maybe it was an Obama judge, I don't know. But he said, arguably, you sold out your country. What a sick, what sick people. So this guy was, and she, so the person who she told had no soul was sentenced to life in prison for kidnapping and murdering a woman, right? Some woman. And there were some horrific facts, right? It's a white guy. Looks like he could have been related to me. <laughs> had like a red beard, shaved head, kind of big. Convicted of uh, murdering Gianna Wilcoxon, age 22, in September 2018. Jeremiah Connolly was sentenced to life for kidnapping, raping, and murdering her. And he, you know, he did all these awful things to her body, according to what the conviction claims, right? According to the news report, anyway, right? And the girl that he killed, the 22-year-old young woman that he killed, had a four-year-old son, was trying to beat a drug addiction at the time of her death. So she was, sounds like a piece of work, honestly. But she was a beloved soul who loved her son. Was working her way back to being his mom and working her way back to making amends with her family. And then he, uh, he, um, in that process, I guess, I don't know what happened between these people, but he did this crazy murder on her. But it's just crazy that a judge would overstep professionalism, and this is quite common now, to do this stuff. You hear judges grandstanding like this all the time, especially against men. I remember, I th- was, was uh, Bill Clinton's judge kind of like this? 
was Amy Berman Jackson, the Obama judge who was, uh, you know, bi- seemingly biased against Roger Stone. Was she like this? These judges are not objective people. Sounds like this guy who commit- apparently committed this crazy murder got justice, but the judge saying you have no soul, I think that she's a grandstander. And female appointed this dumb liberal black guy who pretends that stuff that you wrote on Facebook to, between friends is evidence of <laughs> your uh, is evidence of um, automatic uh, somehow turns self defense into a into a crime. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyway, I gotta get to Jason in Orange County, California. He's been on hold forever. Jason, it's good to hear from you. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Fine. What's up? Um, I wanted to ask you a couple quick questions about Trump. Yeah, go for it. Um, sorry, I'm a little nervous. Be on the radio. Don't be nervous. It's just James. (laughs) I'm stealing. Um, so my first question is about the judge thing, the beta judge or whatever name is, uh, <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg who died. Right. Okay. So I get the argument that it should be a man, but don't you think it's politically smart? I don't think Trump really wants to pick a, a woman, but do you <laughs> think it's politically smart? It's a tactical move, uh, to pick a woman by Trump. I don't know, honestly. I think it's, you know what I'm trying to say. I totally know what you're trying to say. Um, I don't know if it's politically smart to do that uh, because that's it's politically. Uh, let's call it. Uh, what is that word? I think you guys know basically what I'm trying to get getting at, even by just searching for the word, like common wisdom or whatever the fake fake wisdom um like oh of course the next one has to be a woman because otherwise they're gonna get mad because a woman wasn't replaced by a another woman so for in that sense i know what you're saying i don't know if i agree i wasn't surprised that i had heard right off the bat that he was going to replace her with a woman and i wasn't surprised by it and i didn't really even let myself um Think about whether it was right or wrong of him to do that. <laughs> really, honestly. Uh, but um, I think it. I think it could be awesome if he were to do a man and just dare. When you do that, when you break the norms or you know the stupid normal my standard thinking people like that, uh, break away from what they expect you to do and want you to do. It moves. It's kind of like moving what they call the Overton window, right? Shifting expectations. Because we don't need to follow these dumb things. I guess that he is, he says that he's appointing a woman. And, you know, he is known to be, at least his reputation is that he's actually quite pro-woman. And so, I don't know. I don't know what he really wants. I kind of like that he asks the question of the crowds. I hate the mindset of the standard culture right now. You know, the mainstream culture. But yeah, that clip you that clip you played earlier about Trump being um, socially liberal is true. 
he is a conservative, but socially he's, he's a little liberal. Yeah, I think that's how he was raised, and how, or maybe not even maybe not necessarily how he was raised, but as he uh, progressed through life or grew up through life, that's the way the world went, and he went right along with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he and really second, cares that much about the that. The second stuff. quick, the second quick question about Trump. Um, so, um, Ocasio Cortez went on television and said that. Um, if things don't go the Democrats' way as far as the judge, that um, they're playing with fire. And then protesters show up at, um, um, you know, senators' houses. And, um, Has that happened? Them and, has that happened? Yeah. They've shown up at their houses? Right. It has. Yeah. Again? And my, my question is, um, when you hear threats like that, Lindsey and then Graham's you see, house. and then you see acts like that. Do you see that as fascism? I don't even know, honestly. I don't see it as fascism because I don't know what fascism really is. I'm told that it's, uh, you know, when I looked it up one time, it, I was told that it was uh, extreme uh, nationalism or something like that, or that it was uh, socialism, but a little bit more nationalistic, or but not quite as far left as, I think, I heard it's quite far left, but it's not as far left as, as regular Marxism and, and communism. But I just, I don't see it as that, but I don't mind people saying, calling that fascism because it is, it is a, um, lawless attack and it's an evil attack on what's right. They're fighting against what's right. It's evil is what I see it as. Most simply, I see it as evil, and that's why, you know, these these people act like, oh, capitalists and communists working together. Yes, because they're both evil. At least the ones who are um, working together for this evil, they are both evil. I'm talking about these yeah. big companies. You know how these huge companies are supporting communism or supporting the destruction of America. Through by supporting Black Lives Matter and Democrats and stuff like that. Most of these huge companies and huge so-called billionaires or whatever, they support outright evil. They're evil, what they support is evil, and it's all evil working together. It doesn't, evil by any name, it doesn't matter. They end up supporting evil by hook or by crook. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a better way to put it, I guess. That's a more simple way. Yeah, because... Did, did you catch your statement when you, chat? Um, hold that, hold that question, hold that question, because okay. I want to make the point, too, that even on our side, there's evil people. Um, maybe not that they want to be, but they are misguided people. They're still controlled by evil. They're phonies, they're deceivers, they're mentally and spiritually off, and they end up helping the evil. So, um, they're every bit as, as, uh, Part of the, I like to call it part of the symptom, rather than calling it part of the problem. Because they're they're used by the problem within, so. Right. Anyway, what was your question? Oh yeah, just real quick. Did you catch? Did you happen to catch her say that? I just, I, I just thought it was amazing for her to be able to go on television and <laughs> threaten people like that. Cortez. Uh, right. She said, "Playing with uh, if things don't go her way." 
Trump and others are playing with fire. I hadn't seen that, but I had seen her saying, oh, it's not, we're not going to be going to brunch or whatever. And I can't believe that. Yeah, she is a sick person and she gets away with stuff because, uh, you know, she's a woman and evil. And, and that's, she's cute. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that helps, actually. I think that helps. She, oh, yeah, she said, to. let this moment radicalize you. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, imagine if Trump were to say that. What the? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, honestly, right. these people, I think they're, they're, they're overplaying their hand. They're overstepping. They're evil. Because um, a lot of people will cave. But I think that there's a growing remnant of people who, uh, who are not going to cave to this. Who are not caving to this. Who are fighting back. You know, when evil unmasks itself, it tends to, I think, wake people up a little bit. Some of them. And that's a good thing. Oh, by the way, this guy, this, this leftist Muslim guy who's, who ate human brain on CNN one time. Reza, Reza Aslan, liberal guy, he said, he tweeted out, burn it all down if they uh, f- fill this RBG seat, Supreme Court. Wow. Oh, by That's the way, so Black Lives Matter, I, he- I heard about this. Black Lives Matter, they removed their, um, their statement from their website that was against the nuclear family and, and against... I don't know if they removed this stuff about patriarchy. Well, and, I have screenshots of that. So. Yeah. It's crazy. 1619 Project uh, revising their website secretly. I'm going to get to that. But, yeah, man. Appreciate yeah. the questions, Jason. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, no problem. Have a good show. Thanks, James. Thank you. Take care. So, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Just outright evil. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and she, she's a, she was an evil person who acted like a quiet grandma. <laughs> just sick. Just sick. Evil comes in all shapes and sizes, right? Nasty. Um, let me remind you, too. Just to make the point, because I mentioned this, and I mentioned it on Hake News today, I mentioned it at the end of the show yesterday, about this uh, guy who walked into the bar and murdered three people. I have pictures of him getting arrested. I think I do. Yeah, the shooting in the Louisville bar. I mentioned this at the end of hour two of Hake News and uh, of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today. This guy... Black Lives Matter activist wearing a Breonna Taylor t-shirt, walked into a bar, no altercation, just out of the blue, fires upon these people. Acting like the, like the white mass shooters that he hates, no doubt, right? Might have been on drugs, speculates the owner of the bar, Joe Bishop, or might have been um, deranged. He posted on Facebook saying that, I think it was Facebook that he posted that. The manager of his, his manager, the manager of his uh, bar, he's a former officer, by the way, retired police officer, James Bishop, Joe Bishop, I mean, where this shooting took place in Louisville, Kentucky, 
And Louisville, that's where, that's Breonna Taylor, right? Breonna Taylor got killed there. She was in with drug dealers. And uh, I have a pictures of the couple of victims there. Two white men and one black male. Father. A cute little daughter. I don't know if he's full black. He looks interesting. But uh, he got killed. Isn't that sad? Isn't that cute? Nice guys. Shot and killed, just murdered in cold blood by this black dude. And I didn't make the point yesterday, but uh, the experts were pointing this out to me, or at least one of them, that this, this guy walks away peacefully. Mass murderer, kills three people. Well, kills two on the scene and one died at the hospital later. Here's his mugshot, and here's him walking away, being led by the cops with a smile on his face, smiling ear to ear, according to the Gateway Pundit. And uh, Revolver.News. Awful. This guy says it was a totally random act. I don't think that it was a totally random act. It was random in the sense that he didn't know these people. He didn't have any confrontation with these people. But... You know, he, they didn't exchange words at all. But I don't think it was random. This is a retired officer, retired police officer who owned this Louisville bar. Was that known? How was that known? How was that known by the media? Was it not known by this man? I just wonder these things. Michael E. Rines Jr., age 33, arrested just after midnight on Saturday. Police found him crawling in the brush near the restaurant. Crazy. And, you know, they just hold justice for Breonna Taylor. She got justice. That's part of what happens in reality, in life, is you play the drugs game. You could get caught in the crossfire. And she was knowingly playing with people who did drugs. And she was not an EMT, contrary to her fake Black Lives Matter lawyer, Benjamin Crump. And it was supposed to be a no-knock warrant, but they knocked and announced. And I don't know who told them to do that. But the officer who was shot in the leg by her boyfriend, who shot first, he said that they were told to knock and announce according to what I read in the, you know, in the news. Nobody had ever seen this guy before, said Joe Bishop. I thought only whites did that. (laughs) I wonder if that was his mindset, too. Look at this white guy, nice white guy. Standing between what looks like his sister or his girlfriend and his mother or something. Who knows what, right? Shot and killed. I think that's Stephen Matthew Head, age 24. The black dude was Torian Germain Hudson, age 26. Father of a young daughter, anyway, according to his GoFundMe. William Scott Smallwood, age 48, was the uh, other guy who died. I don't have a picture of him. But it's sick. Okay, guys, in the next, um, in the next hour, I'm going to talk about the 1619 Project by New York Slimes. A little change that they made. They made a couple of changes, but one is most pertinent in my mind. And I have some information about the black female behind the project, who won a Pulitzer Prize in 2020. 
She won a Pulitzer Prize in 2020 for uh, commentary. And she doesn't seem like she has anything other than just very dull commentary. But I guess that's affirmative action for you, isn't it now? Uh, Nicole Cherie Hannah Jones. Nicole with a K. As in KKK? <laughs> I don't know. So she's been with the New York Slimes since April 2014. 2015, I mean. But I'm going to get to that and more in your calls as well. Appreciate it, guys. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. Hang tight. back guys appreciate you hanging in there I am James Hake this is it is 10:03 a.m. here in Los Angeles <laughs> Info Bomber says how many clan rallies are there that are not run by the FBI or some other federal agency Yeah I mean they uh drum up this stuff as though it's real and fearmonger and and Get mentally ill suckers to go along with it. It's kind of like entrapment. <laughs> Sick people. You know, I was thinking about how this guy who shot up the bar killed three people, three men, two white men, and one black male, father. 
and he went away peacefully. He was found <laughs> crawling around in the in the bushes just after midnight on this, I guess it was this past Saturday. And you always hear about, oh, that guy who shot up the, what is it, James Holmes, who shot up the uh, movie theater when Batman, one of the Batman movies came out, at midnight showing in Aurora, Colorado. Oh, he shot up that place and police arrested him peacefully with no harm to him. And Dylan Roof shot up that church and they got him hamburger. They stopped at Burger King and they didn't kill him. And all of these cases of these armed white males, supposedly white males, uh, committing terror attacks or whatever on uh, innocent people, right? Well, the difference is these white males who are doing this, or whatever they are, they are not as reckless as the black ones who are getting themselves killed in these crazy situations. Once the cops show up, once a good guy with a gun shows up, like, ah! <laughs> don't shoot, because they, whatever reason, you don't, you know, uh, the evil infects people in different ways. They get different symptoms. They just don't have as much of a reckless death wish as many of these guys that, uh, they're like, I don't want to go to jail! And they end up killing a cop or getting killed by cops. Or getting themselves overdosing or whatever. They, uh, totally different situations, blacks. Think with your minds, not with your, uh, being stupid. <laughs> I had to point that out, and this guy, I don't know what his mindset was. So, I was going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you, I got this from Revolver.News, and I saw it on Twitter floating around, that the New York Slimes, and it's also on Quillette, the, the article is from Quillette, on which, you know, independent journalists will sometimes write articles on Quillette. I don't know much about them. About them. But the New York Slimes, the failing New York Slimes, hat tip to Donald Trump, who calls him the failing New York Times, and to uh, that conservative constitutional Jewish guy, radio host, Mark Levin, <laughs> who calls him the New York Slimes, and the Washington Compost, uh, and MSLSD, Trump calls him MSDNC. It's so Accurate and obvious. I remember was it when I was a kid. It was kind of is the media really liberal? Yeah, <laughs> they are they're not they are the an enemy of the people but um, New York Times shoves the 1619 project Which is a slur upon America a false slur upon America pretending that slavery was so awful and racist uh, The founding lie as though that was the founding of America 1619 I guess the year that the slaves supposedly first arrived, right? Down a memory hole, what's called a memory hole. And it's called the paper of record. The New York Slimes. And look at this woman. 44 years old. Looks 54. And she's 
Well, she's light-skinned black, right? Black's not supposed to crack. I mean, she's not cracked, but she's just, I guess, kind of overweight and has a nasty attitude. And um, some say that she's looking more haggard. This was written by Philip W. Uh, what's the guy's name again? I can't read it from back here. <laughs> Magnus. Philip W. Magnus. Magnus. M-A-G-N-E-S-S. I want to give him proper credit. Well, the 1619 Project, if you're not familiar, it went to print by the New York Slimes on uh, August 2019. As a special edition, it was supposed to be the anniversary, the 400 400 years of slavery in America. (laughs) Please, give me a break. Jeez. Embarrassing to have any, for any black to repeat that dumb lie. But um, the newspaper, the New York Slimes, the paper of record as they call themselves, or somebody, people used to call them, put up an interactive uh, version of their magazine article on their website. The original opening text stated, the 1619 Project, and I have a screenshot of this uh, 2019 August, um, our true founding. They say, the 1619 Project is a major initiative of the New York Times observing the 400th anniversary of the beginning of American slavery. It aims to reframe the country's history, understanding 1619 as our true founding and and placing the consequences of slavery as if they know what the consequences of slavery are and the contributions of black Americans as if there are (laughs) any. I mean, there are a few, but they don't recognize the real ones. At the very center of the story, we tell ourselves about who we are. Which makes me want to call it something that is uh, <laughs> derogatory, right? Well, without announcement or, or noting any correction, the New York Times, Slimes, quietly edited out the offending passage, calling it our true founding. <laughs> The 1619 Project, an ongoing initiative, rather than a major initiative, from the New York Times Magazine that began August 2019, 400th anniversary of the beginning of American slavery, it aims to reframe the country's history. Reframe the country's history, meaning put it into a caricature. Howard Zinn-esque caricature. I told you guys about Howard Zinn last week. And Trump is fighting against this madness because they're trying to put this in schools, by the way. Reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of our national narrative. It's so ridiculous. Um, Most of the so-called black contributions are side notes. They're side notes, and it's not because, oh, we're just going to marginalize it as a side note. No, they're literally just side notes. Some of them are, are... Great, decent men. Like, as far as what I know about Booker T. Washington, he was, a, he was a decent man for what's right. But even that, it's a side note in the, in the, with regard to American history. It's a great, it's a nice side note. But he's slurred as an Uncle Tom by these people. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, it's true. He's slurred as a, what's, what they call an Uncle Tom. 
And if you read Uncle Tom's Cabin, you may be like, I thought that's a good thing. No, they think that's a bad thing. Ridiculous. So, I have... So they, they changed that, right? They got rid of our true founding. And for several months after the 1619 project launched, its creator and organizer, Nicole Hannah-Jones, doubled down on the claim that that's our true founding. She says, I argue that 1619 is our true founding, she tweeted, the week after this article project launched. And the ba- she said, she also tweeted, also look at the banner pic of my profile. And it's a reference to a graphic that was also on the website, by the way, with the date July 4th, 1776, crossed out and replaced underneath August 20th, 1619. <laughs> and she, th- this woman is supposed to be a reporter. And she calls herself, by the way, the Beyonce of journalism. <laughs> and she calls herself smart and thuggish. I don't know if she's smart. But she's thuggish. I guess you could consider yourself smart if you're smart enough to sucker the whites into giving you a Pulitzer Prize. I don't know how much smartness it takes. <sighs> I don't know if she's, I don't know what she's mixed with. She looks kind of light-skinned, by the way. I don't know. But she was born April 9th, 1976, this woman. And she's repeated that claim many times, by the way. And then she later says, oh... It's not supposed to be like real history. It's just how we understand it. It's a narrative. It's a narrative. I'm going to get to your calls. Hang tight, guys. I just want to tell you what I learned from this woman, about this woman anyway. She calls herself, and this is what Wikipedia calls her, without evidence, that she is an American investigative journalist known for her coverage of civil rights in the United States, which is a fake, uh, a fake cause, right? In April 2015, she became a staff writer for New York Slimes, where she was awarded the Pulitzer Prize for commentary in 2020. That's this year. Her website, NicoleHannahJones.com, has some interesting pics of her and little blurbs about herself. And on Twitter, she thinks it's cute to call herself Ida Bay Wells. At in Hannah Jones. Hannah with an H. At the end. But that's after Ida B. Wells, which was a woman who was born in 62, 1862, that is, died in 1931, was supposedly an American investigative journalist, black woman, Ida Bell Wells Barnett. She called her Ida Bay Wells. She wants to be named after this woman. By the way, this real the real Ida B. Wells was... N- Maybe no good either. One of the founders of the National Association Against Colored People, the NAACP, evil organization. I don't know if, I don't know if at any point they were good. I don't know, honestly. I'm told that they started, I was told at one point, or I heard, overheard, it said that they started out good, but now they're bad. But I've heard people who are just ignorant about the situation claim that Black Lives Matter started out good and then it turned bad. No, Black Lives Matter has always been evil. And I suspect the National Association Against Colored People might have been always evil, too. Might have been. Over the course of the, the lifetime dedicated to combating prejudice and violence, the fight for African American equality, which is a complete misnomer. They were never, they weren't African Americans. 
And there's not there's no such thing as equality. It's a fake idea. Um, especially that of women, Ida B. Wells. She was, was arguably the most famous black woman in America. I don't know, while living or after she died. But back to Nicole Hannah-Jones, a hyphenated last name, by the way. She says, listen to what she says about herself. This is what I referenced with regard to that bisexual, I think she's white, I guess, um, female from Omaha, Nebraska, um, who said, oh, we need to look at ourselves <laughs> with regard to getting rid of our white supremacy and racism. Well, look at what Nicole Hannah-Jones says. This is from her website screenshot. Big pink image. She's sitting in a, uh, this is under the redhead, uh, folder. This big pink image. She's sitting in a yellow couch with her dyed red afro thing. Looking like a clown a bit. And she calls herself... Well, she describes herself saying, I see my work as forcing us to confront our hypocrisy, forcing us to confront the truth that we would rather ignore. She needs to look at herself, (laughs) but I don't think that she knows what she's talking about. What a lie. I think what she's trying to do is to pretend to tell whites to look at themselves or something, because that's all I'm seeing from her. That's all I'm seeing. So fake. Such a liar. Pulitzer Prize winning reporter covering racial injustice for the New York Times magazine. Creator of the landmark 1619 project. Just full of herself. Oh yeah, she appeared alongside the, um, that slimy guy who seemingly can't lift his head up straight. Even though he's in like his, he's only in his late 50s I think. That guy who was president of the NAACP, is, was he nationally the president of the NAACP? I don't know. She made appearances on MSDNC, as Trump calls them. This guy, he's a so-called reverend with the NAACP. I'm blanking on that guy's name. But, you know, just an all-around sick person. The grief that white Americans can't share is one of her articles. The myth that forced busing failed. The fight for a true democracy. And blah, 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 blah. She says, uh, or something is said about her project, in a country built on racial caste. (laughs) Meaning blacks blacks are second class citizens is what she's trying to say. Blacks are at the bottom. Uh, We must confront the fact that our schools are not broken, they are operating as designed. And she would be no help. They pretend that, um, that blacks are forcing whites to, (laughs) to come to the true nature of what they were supposed to be about. That the, that the Declaration of Independence was not true, it was a lie. But blacks are trying to bring them to the truth, to bring, bring them back to their founding ideals. That's what this deluded woman pretends. And she, 
She's on the board, and I think she founded the Ida B. Wells Society for Investigative Reporting. Just a silly person. A silly person. Anything else? Oh, she's speaking at Rutgers this Thursday. Rutgers University. Propped up by the phony universities. You know, I almost went, uh, I thought about going to Berkeley. Did you know that? I didn't get accepted. It was for art, and I didn't do my, uh, slides right. You had to make slides of your art, and I didn't light them correctly. (laughs) Dodged a bullet with that one. Not that I would have fallen for the dumb lies, but ridiculous. Let me get to MJ, first-time caller in Texas. MJ, how are you doing? What's going on, hey? Not much. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Right on. What do you want to talk about? It sounded like you wanted to talk about voting patterns and demographics. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I noticed that you say blacks are immoral for voting, mostly Democrats. But there's another group that votes mostly Democrats also, and that would be the Jewish. Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've pointed that out before. 70% really? voted for um, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, you didn't know that? I said that everybody except for normal whites vote liberal. Do you say that as much as you say that blacks are immoral for voting Democrat? No, I don't say it as much. Uh, I don't have as I don't have as big of a Jewish audience. I like to talk to my audience. You think you have a large black audience? Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Are you black? Are you black? Oh, he hung up. What a phony. What a phony. And by the way, by the way, <laughs> um, I point out when the when Jews are doing their oh victimhood, victimhood. But who's in the mainstream right now? Who's in the who's the main people pushing their mess right now? It's blacks. And Jews are helping them too, by the way. So he's a sucker for the people that he's <laughs> trying to get me to go against or something. I don't know. He called my show. He must be part of my audience. Even if he doesn't uh, listen regularly. Apparently he didn't hear me say multiple times. Which I've said it probably a handful of times. Several times, I dare say. That about um, Jewish people. Yeah, very creepy, huh? Clovera says. Immature person. Grown adult male, by the way. That's what this uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones has to work with. (laughs) Amongst the black males. He's of the same ilk. Interesting. I I I assume... That he's black. I don't know. Assume. <sighs> Crazy. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you guys about um, <laughs> something I came across. You know how um, how I've told you about this Tanahasi Coates guy. Who is, 
who wrote to, uh, let's take down the Confederate battle flag, and we need reparations. And he was part of that 400 years of slavery or whatever, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, segregation, Jim Crow, redlining, mass incarceration. He's just piling on, right? Trying to build the dumb case that he's, um, that we need reparations, meaning we meaning blacks, right? Uh, we need reparations for all of this stuff. He, um, he's totally propped up by Hollywood. Including that guy who acts like he's a normal person. And I've told you guys about this before, but I came across the picture. A screenshot of it. I'm gonna br drag this picture into the folder. Duh -duh -duh. Open image in new tab. Drag it right in. See if that works. I think I put it in there, in the main folder. It's a bunch of gobbledygook. Twitter picture. The characters of Denzel Washington. I found this on a Spanish website that I had to translate. So they call him something that he's, it's, that he's not. But it's a picture of Denzel Washington. And this other guy, Mike Coulter, who is a... I gather is a famous black actor in the comic book movie Luke Cage. Both of them posing, pretending to be reading this Tanahasi Coates guy who wrote this book Between the World and Me. Do you see it? Is it in there? Between the World and Me is the book by Tanahasi Coates. Propped up by the Atlantic outlet. Well, I don't know if he still writes for The Atlantic, but he was propped up by The Atlantic when we were inviting him on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. No response. Coward. Um, maybe he never saw it, but I doubt he would have come on. But he was, he used to be big on Twitter, but he quit using Twitter. I guess he couldn't handle the, I guess he couldn't handle disagreement. Honest and real disagreement. He only likes disagreement from nice, soft, white guys. So-called white guys. I don't know if they're normal whites or whatever. But look at this. This is in the movie, the big, the main image that you're looking at, if you're watching the video, is a picture of actor, longtime actor, loved by whites and all Americans, mostly, right? Stayed out of controversy generally. Uh, wearing a skull cap, looking like he's a Muslim imam or something. A skull cap being this tight, white, yamaka looking thing that covers most of his beanie yamaka thing <laughs> that covers most of his head um and it's white too it looks weird but uh he's portraying this movie character in this movie called equalizer 2 i don't know if i watched equalizer 1 but i happened to see equalizer 2 i saw it for free with a couple of buddies at, on tv Denzel Washington. They call it the pro, proterror. I think they meant to write protector, but whatever. But equalizer too. And he's on this train reading Between the World and Me. And this Between the World and Me is this brainwashing propaganda document addressed, I think, to his son. Because he has a son. His father, this Tanahasi Coast guy, propped up by the mainstream. Pretends like he's not a millionaire. <laughs> Propped up by Hollywood. They think it's cool. And, um, 
he's brainwashing his son to believe in this racism stuff. And I've told you cases where he's done that. Michelle Alexander, the author of that um, trendy, dumb book, The New Jim Crow. Uh, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness is the full title of her dumb book, right? Pretending that um, it's racist for blacks to be in prison at the rates that they are. Because they, supposedly, she claims, without evidence, that blacks and whites use drugs at the same rates. And I seriously doubt that. And I know for a fact that they don't use drugs in the same way. Out in the open, out on the streets, that's a black thing. In houses or indoors, that's a white thing. Hiding, white. Shameless and brazen, black. (laughs) Associated with high violent crime rates, black. Associated with uh, just... Mild troublemaking? <laughs> White. <laughs> so she's a completely dishonest person. Michelle Alexander. Part of that far-left, anti-American, um, American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU. Of which, I heard that, um, that late, uh, Russian, Jewish, far-left, pro-abortion, so-called justice... RBG, she was part of the ACLU. Did you know that? I didn't know that until after she died. I looked it up. I just knew that she was a a radical feminist who was told, who was asked, when will it be enough women on the Supreme Court? She said, when there's nine. In case you don't know, there's only nine slots on the Supreme Court. I think the Democrats are thinking of adding another one and another one and another one because they can't win. So they have to... um, to push and push and push. So they want to add more, maybe. Maybe. But she wants all of the court members to be, to be women, and then that will be enough. That will be equality. And if you think about it, if you're, if you're a degenerate, she's right. Because for years it was all men. So now it has to be all women. <laughs> but that's only if you're blind, brainwashed, and degenerate. And you don't have common sense. Common sense says men are more logical, even though look at where we are. I guess the weak men are not. Yeah, the anti-American civil liberties union. Liberties union. This woman, Michelle Alexander, also brainwashed her child to believe in racism and to cry about Michael Brown getting killed and what's going to happen to me? And she's all, ah, I wanted, I told him, oh, you'll be fine. And then I my conscience struck me. I couldn't stand that I lied to him. You're not going to be fine. You're going to be at risk because you're a black male. No man is pretty good. <laughs> true, true. But the decisions that they make are better. Or less off the deep end stupid. Right? <laughs> Unless they're just completely female-minded. Oh! I got to tell you about this lynch mob uh, bad actor from Omaha later. But I've told you before about this, about this dumb, evil brainwashing, and it's being embraced by the popular media. Oh, I have to have the talk with my children, these black parents. Have the talk with my children because you're more at risk because you're just simply because you're black at the hands of the police. Just lies. 
It's no wonder that that George Soros and all those disgusting people. I never understood that they were able to. I've I've heard it told that George Soros funded the overthrow of various countries, right? And the socialist anti that country revolution, right? I've heard that he did that, that he funded mobs and stuff like that. I'm like, but how does that work, right? How does that work? Well, I heard on um, Tucker Carlson's show last night, and I knew it actually. It had been reported by Fox News and many others that Soros and these, you know, these sleazy people. It's not just Soros. It's the whole, look at the, look at practically every major company, company, right? They're supporting this evil stuff. Black Lives Matter, all that. But he's supporting specifically these leftist DAs who are soft on crime, hard on the innocent. Soft on crime, harsh against the uh, enforcers of the law. Let the prisoners out of jail. Let them get off with no money bail. Let's get rid of over prison overpopulation. Let's be a sanctuary city, like, let's be a sanctuary state, these DAs that this guy has appointed. And then when the br- dumb brainwashed mob who are brainwashed by black parents, liberal teachers, liberal parents, because increasingly the generations have gotten more off the deep end ridiculous, L- far left social media that gets easily pushed around by even the further left, <laughs> and, um, Mainstream media and everywhere. It's no wonder that it's ripe for just toppling. Because they're able to destroy the um, peace and law and order and freedom of the people. By, um, by just being very, uh, I don't know, it's very um, clever and evil. The way that they're able to undermine rule of law by putting in people who don't believe in the law, supporting that, and brainwashing the masses to uh, also follow along with that madness. It's so crazy. Going back to this guy who was, well, he committed suicide, right? Idiot for committing suicide. Jake Gardner. But he killed the dude in self-defense. I don't even think he meant to kill the dude. I think he just... I heard that he just fired behind his back and got the guy in the clavicle because he was being choked out by the guy. Chokehold. It's not a cop who was tackling him. It was an evil person. James Skurlock. Well, I came across this Facebook post in that, um, inside that Jake, Jake Gardner story. This, this male, grown adult male, Mark in Midtown. I saw a recent post by him saying, defund the Omaha Police Department. Abolish the Omaha Police Department. They mean outright get rid of it. This guy is an outright commie. I'll show you evidence of that. (laughs) As if you need any evidence, just look at what he talks and stands for. Body cams are not correlated with improved police accountability or performance according to studies. He claims. 
Tuesday, September 22nd, Omaha City Council is voting to spend $5.5 million to add 586 body cameras and 586 tasers for police. Oh, I have an update, too, about the guys, the cop who got killed over in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Remind me, guys. Look at this Mark in Midtown guy. He's a... <sighs> I don't think that he's a regular white guy. <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of this person. You see that folder? Oh my gosh. Well, I I think that he's not a normal white person. He is that type of person that this uh that weird caller who laughed and then hung up hates. But he's the same type of a person as him. Doesn't that look like not a normal white person to me? To you. <laughs> I dare say he's not a white Christian man. Not a man at all. So this Mike, Mark in Midtown, which is in Omaha, Nebraska area, is a brazen, looks like he's a brazen homosexual. And he wears um, a mask, or he's pictured wearing a mask that has the communist hammer and sickle on the face of it. And he wears a tank top or cutoff t-shirt that has a pink triangle, which is a sign of, which I take to be a sign of homosexuality. And he has run for a state senator at one point, very recently, maybe is running, in, in a, flying the homosexual flag, saying eviction equals death, no rent debt. Well, listen to what he wrote way back after the incident with Jake Gardner. Look at that picture of him. Just a, just a radical, anti-American, looks to be not straight. Just looks like that. I don't want to profile him, <laughs> but he's definitely evil, whatever, whatever the case so I came across this Facebook post, and these people don't mind lying. Look at that. The rainbow flag, which is not the sign of God's promise not to flood the earth, but it's the sign of um, radical homosexual agenda. And he's raising the communist fist, and he pretends that he cares about black people. This is his Facebook post in, uh, on May 31st. Of this year, Jake Gardner's windows. This was, I guess, a day after the incident in which the Omaha bar owner killed the black dude in self defense. Jake Gardner's windows were reportedly already broken when he decided to go outside his bar and begin to taunt protesters walking by. No protester was out there that night. No protester. That was nighttime. It was nighttime. Those are rioters. When there's broken glass outside, they are rioters. They're not protesters. Protesters don't even have a valid point anyway. Because that was the George Floyd situation. You should have waited and seen if you had any decency. Before he murdered a young man in cold blood, Mark in Midtown says, and I think I have his last name too. His, his last name is... 
Von Drasek. Von Drasek? Von Drasek. Von Drasek. I don't know. Doesn't seem like a normal last name to me. It seems like an enemy of America person. Look at, look at how he writes. He said, he accused Jake Gardner of cold-blooded murder with no evidence. And he says, Jake Gardner is a white supremacist. Knowing nothing about this guy. Capitalized white, capitalized supremacist. White supremacist, Trump supporting, oh, piece of SH bleep blank, right? And he is already out of jail. In fact, he was never in jail. He was never in jail. This should not have happened, but hashtag this is America. <laughs> and is that a sign? Is that a hashtag reference to that mainstream? Who's Was that a rapper who did that this is America um, music video? Childish Gambino. Childish is right. I don't even think that dude's American. Donald Glover, is he, is he American? He is. What a shame. Yeah, he had a sick, very disturbing music video with a white wife. All of the black radicals have the white wives <laughs> if they're married, if they're straight. He says, today I will be looking to Omaha's black community. This is Mark in Midtown, the white, so-called white. Don't think he's a normal white Christian. I mean, he's certainly not Christian. There are those who will say white protesters started this violence and are responsible for this death. But he says white racist police started this violence and a known white supremacist finished it. it. Just doesn't have to be true. They just say it. Commies for you. Antifa. Black Lives Matter. Democrats. Mainstream media. They lie. They lie. Just outright lie. To call it the ensuing, to call the ensuing riot and property damage anything other than righteous anger is racist. So that's where he gets his uh, reasoning from. <laughs> If you're calling this um, riot and property damage anything other than righteous anger, you're a racist. <laughs> so that's his evidence that this dude is a white supremacist, I guess. Today I'll be looking to the black community of Omaha for next steps as we mourn in solidarity, which is a communist word, solidarity, anti-American, and plan for whatever comes next. White protesters and organizers should do the same. I guess he doesn't consider himself white. See? Told you. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Rest in power, James Scurlock. He repeats it three times. Which is an incantation, right? Isn't that an incantation? <laughs> and he shares the GoFundMe. And he shares a meme. Uh, um, a man was lynched today in Omaha last night. Rest in peace, James Scurlock. And he shares a picture of, of Jake Gardner. And it looks like... Um, it was in a uh, Facebook profile pic, interestingly, with the, the Last Supper or a, or a meme of the Last Supper, if, if you look closely in there. It looks like he's posing with the lead singer of that band 311 that completely turned on their fan. To me, if I'm, uh, but I could be wrong, I don't know. But it reminds me of that guy. Isn't that interesting? That they just up and lie about anything. Just up and lie. Totally, I told you guys, remember that Antifa shooter? Said, I wanted to prevent that Patriot Prayer Christian, religious man. Religious man who was killed in uh, Portland, Oregon. 
I, I had to shoot him because I wasn't going to let my friend get stabbed to death by a white supremacist, right? We got a Trumper right here, right here, blam, blam. And then later he's meekly talking to the Vice magazine. <laughs> I could have just not done anything, stood by as he stabbed my friend, my person of color friend. <laughs> but I wasn't going to do that. These people really do not mind lying. Um, it's eye-opening to people who, who just tend to be um, gullible, give people the benefit of the doubt, be like, they wouldn't lie, would they? They wouldn't cheat on uh, mail-in ballots. Would they? Voter fraud, it doesn't happen. We don't, we don't need voter ID, do we? <laughs> Of course, they lie. We've seen, I mean, we've seen the brazen lies of imaginary racism, disproportionate police violence against black people, and they just completely leave out the disproportionate black violence and black resisting arrest and black crime. Just completely leave it out. The mainstream media lies. And these people just brazenly lie. Just so interesting to me. I wanted to make a point, guys. And I'm the last one to make it, which is funny. But I was looking at pictures of those uh, those two officers in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who were shot by that guy who blacks want me to call a thug, but I call him a punk, who deserves the death penalty, who deserved the death penalty July 1st, honestly, once it was known that he's guilty, who did this act because he committed the murder, the cop killing. I'm talking about where is his last name? W-A-R-E. I have um, a bunch of, I think I have a bunch of mugshots of this Tulsa cop killer, by the way. Um... 2006, 2008, 2017, 2020. This guy who should have gotten the death penalty right away. In, in fact, they should have handled him differently. I was asking, is there better police training that could have happened? That these, or better ha- handling or tactics that they could have done? I'm like, dude, drag, grab him now. Shoot him. Where's your hands? Shoot, shoot, shoot. Pull out your gun, you know? Because... You have to wa- see their hands. I don't know, because I'm not a, I'm not well trained in terms of being a cop, right? But it just seems off, awful to me. It was very disturbing. C- Sergeant Craig Johnson of Tulsa Police was killed in the line of duty, and um, Officer Aurash Ar- Zarkashan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, But look closely at this picture here, of him sitting at his desk. Is it in um, bad taste that I do this, but it's, I think it's important. This man was actually in his 40s, I think he might have been 46 years old. The the portrait of him makes him look like a young man. A strapping young man in his 20s. Or 30s. But the picture of him sitting at his desk He looks like he's stronger than me. 
but he doesn't look yoked. And I'm wondering, you know, they had the disadvantage when he when this they're trying to grab this guy and pull him out of his car. But he, we need cops to be stronger than this, I think. I mean, am I profiling? Is he maybe he's stronger than he looks? I don't know how tall he is, because tall people they don't, you know, their muscles are longer, so you can't really tell that they're really strong actually. But it just looks to me like he's not strong enough. And maybe that didn't help the situation. I'm just putting this out there. (laughs) I'm totally not making fun of this guy. He died. And they had a procession for him. The other guy, Zarkashan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Arash, Arash. He was a, he was a rookie. Um, he, there's just a picture of him all messed up. He's looking a lot better now, but he's still, and he, you know, can, you can see he's kind of emaciated, I guess, from having this, this thing that took place in, I think it was the end of June, right? July, August, September. Almost three months. He's getting better. I've saw, I've seen pictures of him, you know, training and, uh, getting himself back into shape. He wants to get back into normal police work. Right on for him. That's cool. I I res- totally respect that. But I just wonder if this guy was not... He had a deep voice, and he had a... I don't know if he had real authority, too. You know, like, he's, like, cussing at the man. This... I use the term man loosely, this cop killer cussing at this punk who's crying and acting pathetic and fighting and holding onto the steering wheel and the seats and everything else and trying to get this car in gear or maybe reaching for the gun or maybe he had it on his person, you know, in his, maybe he was strapped, it was in his, his waistband or something. And he just ups and shoots these two guys in the head and multiple shots at these cops. I just wonder, you know, we need, we need cops to be strong <laughs> usually cops are huge even if they're fat they're they're strong and maybe this guy was strong maybe he's tall you know but i don't know i just wanted to bring that up because uh we got to be strong spiritually and physically <laughs> rich coming from me right anyway let me get to lynn in chicago illinois i'm going to get to your um super chats appreciate that by the way, Joe Maddox gave a diamond about Ida B. Wells. Was a crime-infested housing project. <laughs> oh, man. MLK Boulevard. The Boulevard of Peace and Law and Order. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so untrue. Lynn in Chicago, Illinois. Lynn, how are you doing? Hey, Hank. How you doing? Doing fine. What's up? Well, yeah, well, here in Chicago, we have uh, MLK Drive, I think. Yeah, well, I, I, I refer to it as its former name, South Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was going to mention that uh, yesterday. Why do you refer to it as, as South Boulevard? Oh, that's the former name for it. Yeah, before they changed. It. So you're just being yeah. stubborn. <laughs> when did they change it? <laughs> well, you know, I call it South Boulevard, and you know, you should. You when should when did they change it to MLK? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I looked it up one time. 
I think they might have did it in the 80s or... or oh, so like you that. weren't even necessarily... Were you in Chicago at that point? Uh, I came to live in Chicago in 1993. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Man, dang. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's they've changed one boulevard, I think Rodeo Road, to Obama oh, Road yeah. or Boulevard or something like that. Not to be confused with Rodeo. I think Rodeo down oh. there changed to Obama down there. I don't have high yeah, hopes for that area. Yeah, um, it's awful. In uh, the, the book The Antidote by Jesse Lee Peterson, Healing America yeah. from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood, he talks about, you know, the bars on the window of many black homes. They were to keep blacks out, not whites. And the um, MLK Boulevard, MLK Boulevard, it's, it's commonly, like, in, like, the most ghetto area. Yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah. Civil rights was wrong. And uh, they're so far removed from reality. Anyway, what's up? Oh, yeah. I was going to mention how in Chicago yesterday we had this, uh, you know, I guess guess you could say a activist. You know, I guess guess that's what they're calling him because he's a former felon. (laughs) But um, he got on on a, uh, yes, he owns a horse. And he took this horse on to, uh, I think it's 294, the, the expressway. Yeah. And caused an entire mess. And if you look at, you know, once they, once they uh, zoomed in on the, on the horse's feet, the horse didn't, was not wearing any shoes. Wow. And if you're, if you're going to be tracking in, in the city on concrete, your horse needs to have shoes or else, or else it's going to damage its feet. Yeah. And... Once the horse's feet are damaged, uh, you got to shoot it. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, you have to put it down. You know? Maybe uh, yeah. I know some horse people. Maybe one of them could recuperate it. We could, uh, <laughs> anyway. Wow, interesting. Typical ignorant. Typical ignorance. So, wow. What was the occasion? Why? Uh well well besides to raise money for his GoFundMe account which he has about ninety thousand dollars in it right now yeah ninety thousand dollars goes to him and like zero goes into the maintenance maintenance of the horse or to buy the pair or, or to buy the uh, horse a pair of shoes and plus they call him the they call him the Chicago Cowboy or Chicago Dreadlock Cowboy or something like that yeah but this guy is so cheap. He he cannot afford a proper cowboy hat. He wears a straw hat, which if you go to Texas, Texas will tell you get get out of there, walk around with a straw cowboy, <laughs> walk, walk around with a straw hat, and refer to referring to it as a, as a cowboy hat. Yeah, interesting, man. Yeah, it's all it's all it's all ridiculous and loony. It is that it is. People. You know, you, normally those dumb stunts are are done by silly whites, but now, like, <laughs> but now it's uh, it's spreading out of control. Blacks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I appreciate the story, Lynn. What a mess. Um, horse people yeah, like AOC says based AF America first. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> appreciate it, Lynn. Man, good to hear from you. Are you have a nice day, Hank? You as well. <laughs> Take care. He calls me Hank because that's what many people call me. It's funny because I have friends who called me Hank because my last name is Hake. They thought it was Hank. 
from back in high school, even to this day. And then friends who've known me for a long time, they call me to this day. To this day, they'll call me Jake because James Hake, and they won't notice that they called me Jake. And st- Jake was my dad's dog's name. <laughs> to this day, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Uh. I am going to be opening the treasure chest, guys. You will hear it. I, did we, you did you already play it? I don't know. Patrice O'Neill Groiper. There it goes. Patrice O'Neill Groiper gave a diamond and said, I wonder, I wonder, I put a WH sound in wonder. <laughs> I wonder what Ms. Bowman, and who's Ms. Bowman? I'm not sure. Thinks about is Israel's founding. I don't know. Is, did I mention a Ms. Bowman? I do not know. Joe Maddock gave a diamond and said, Ida B. Wells, oh yeah, was a crime-infested housing project. <laughs> Cactus Kurt says, Hank News, not Stank News. <laughs> nice, appreciate that. And thank you for the uh, super chats on uh, Streamlabs. Shout out to Hot Computer Smell, King Alpha Nerd, Jib Jab, and all of you supporters over there. And some little ethnic child gave a dot, gave a... Super Chat and said, all these articles men- mentioning 1619 and 400 years is very misleading. I hear too many black people saying 400 years of slavery. <laughs> exactly. Let's see, 16, let's pretend that 1619 counts. It doesn't. And let's say, oh, six, because it was really 1776, not even 76, honestly. 80, well, whatever. Uh, let's pretend 1776 to 1865. It's not even a hundred years. Lamos. <laughs> Very misleading. Let me get to speaking of misleading. Let me get to, in the last couple of minutes here. Maze, my favorite caller. At, at one time, she was my favorite caller. Is she still? Hmm. Out of Dayton, Ohio. How are you doing, Maze? I'm just fine as always. I don't have to be your favorite caller because I don't have. I'm not looking to be a favorite. Nothing. But nice. Evens, uh, do you teach people how to think or what to think? Uh, I do not. I don't know that I teach anything other than a little bit of uh, recent history. Well, it's my civic duty to tell you when you're <laughs> trying to teach people how to think you're dumb as dirt. And that's what your little heathens in there are. Oh, you know what? I do. I like your I like your anniversary clock maze, by that's the way. That's why you were waiting to hear my clock because you get a thrill out of it. But, uh, <laughs> no, you but give, you said how to think. I do do yeah. a little bit of... <laughs> really? Scratch that. I do a little bit of, um... How to think. That's what How to think. Yeah, sometimes I'll be really. like, guys, you, you really don't think. have to know much. You just have you know to know difference? she was girlfriends with a drug dealer. Example. For I'll example. I'll give you an example of what to think. What to think. Somebody give you something, you run with it. This is like, let's hate whoever for the day. You love them one minute and you hate them the next minute because somebody was telling you how to think. What to think, not how. And it's a difference between the two, and it's my civic duty to tell the heathens that don't know how to think. That's what's wrong with their brain. And once they get a little brain power, they can know how to think for themselves and stop letting other people think for them and carry their bad news. And then do you hey, have Maze, any... Hey, uh, Maze, do you look, do you have do you any look at yourself? Do you have any proof about this, this lady that you've been talking about all day? Do you have anything to dispute what she has said instead of ignoring it? What about about the found about the found? Are you talking about the founding of America? Yes. Have you did any research to deny it? I don't need to. It's dumb. Oh, you can't think, so that's why you want to deny it because other people are doing it. No, you you can't think, and that's why you're giving any credence to this Ronald McDonald clown-looking forty-four-year-old black female woman. 
She's biracial, thank you. But, uh, but she's, it doesn't matter. I told you, I was the one who said that first. She's like, you give Skip some chicken bones so he can have some chicken since he's so into chicken bones. And tell me, Mike, I don't think that he wants those chicken bones. Those chicken, you know, he, you know, Skip didn't, he kind of made it sound like a nonsensical story. But what's happening is blacks are littering. Blacks are littering. Really? Who leave cats in people's neighborhoods and then the people living in trailer parks? Compared to the uh, people that live in the project. <laughs> Let's talk about those people, too. What are you trying to bring up? Do they have any marrows? I'm telling you how. I'm telling you. Not what the Whites thing. do it, I'm too. It sounds a lot like a... So don't come with that mess. Who leaves, tr- who leaves trash everywhere, Maze? Uh, y'all do. Blacks and the immigrants. Black no, you're them. lying. They have Whites do not. I pick up litter. Even yeah, when right. I was a total heathen, mm-hmm. I would pick up litter. Mm-hmm. And then these well, old boomers or older than boomers would say, You're a good man. And when they do, they like, make no, I'm not. people. So do you get it? That's all I got to say. Thank you, Maze. So heathen, y'all have a good day. You too. The is coming for you eventually. All right. But if you're not thinking, you're, if you're thinking, you're okay. But if you're not thinking, you're going to be lost on this planet. Looking for a Martian and a... Well, between, between you and Jesse Lee Peterson, who says, don't be getting into thoughts, doubt your thoughts, I think I'll listen to the man who lives how he... Actually, isn't really? isn't nasty, really? and that, you, who actually observes himself rather than some woman who to, observes all the whites and doesn't want to self-inspect herself. Hypocrite! That you won't admit about yourself. Hypocrite! Hypocrite! <laughs> I gotta go, Maze. You have a good day. It's Hispanic History Month. Y'all not even celebrate. Have a good one. <laughs> Hola. Uh. <laughs> so. Uh, anyways, guys, thehakereport.com, or anyway, guys, thehakereport.com for my stuff, jessieleepeterson.com for Peterson's stuff, and I'm not going to promote joelfridaytv.com because he's not here. Shoot. <laughs> okay, guys, take care. That was fun. Yeah, yeah.